We act like this a studio, this really just a trap. Welcome back, everybody. Um, this is uh, Marcus Boston. And I'm Cecil W. Adams. And together we are the Sulardians. And this is episode motherfucking nine. We're on our way to a, fe- a phenomenal 10. We don't know what that 10 is going to be. It's going to be something special. It's going to be something special. It's coming. Yeah, man. I feel like we haven't been sitting in these seats together in a while, man. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. been some time. I mean, this is all the new opportunities that are coming up, man. We're just running all over the place. Oh, my God. See, this is why I'm glad we had some shows in the in the can that we could put out. Yeah. Listen, that, 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 that jargon, that, that industry jargon. <laughs> <laughs> We're just... You know, like, uh, we, we both, you know, both of our solo projects and then, you know, just now just putting out what we got and mm-hmm. keep adding to it, yeah. you know, scheduling people in and now people are hitting us up instead of having to ask somebody else. People are hitting yeah, us up. Yeah, man, you know? I be feeling bad. I'm like, Dean, oh shit. I wasn't asked on. I said, well, he didn't send a personal invite. Like, I'm going to get to you. The list is long. The list is long. I want everybody on. That shit takes time. I, I like sleep. Right. <laughs> I do like a little rest. Right. I need less bullshit, but uh, less rest. Oh, we got to talk about when I went to uh, Qtopia, the, the Wakanda last week, or uh, this week. Damn, what did we, yeah. Oh, well, what day, whatever day it was, yeah. That's, yeah, that's when you went after the interview, right? So that yeah, was, like, yeah. That was yeah. yeah. God damn. I thought it was like weeks ago. I thought like months ago. But that's what happens. Like, And think about it like this. We are like, like in such an infancy of this that like, imagine somebody Let's say, like, Joe Rogan. Like, we think we're busy now, like, with you blowing mm-hmm. this up and all the shit going on in our life. Imagine that dude. Yeah. I mean, that's why he has managers and shit, but still. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. Like, and he's, you know, he's just big on that scene. Mm-hmm. Imagine somebody like Diddy. Remember when they did that uh, on uh, MTV? They, they followed Diddy. This was back when I was in college. They were still flip phones. Cause, yeah. Yeah. And his like he was trying to work out with his trainer, and his, his phone just never stopped yeah. ringing. And he had like three secretaries, yeah, three yeah. people hiding on shit. Like, I know, I know, like, I think I'm busy, yeah. but I just I, like we were talking about in the pre-show, mm-hmm. more more industry <laughs> <track. laughs> Love it. Uh, we talked about uh, you know getting more organized with it, and that's you know it's part of growing, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for where we're going. Yeah. I mean, we're just what three months into this. Yeah, people are like you, y'all fam- you famous now. Like y'all famous now. We ain't done shit. <laughs> we ain't, no. ain't done shit. I'm still trying. There's to get opportunities coming up that will right. help, and and I I'm appreciative of all of them, and I praise everyone that that comes at us with it like that. Love it, man. I love doing that shit. Like when we met with, can I say his name? Uh huh. Lamar. When we met with Lamar. Mm-hmm. Uh. That was really cool. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know exactly what we were going into. Mm-hmm. And I figured out afterwards I was a little bit off base what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. But I, I still, I get it now. Yeah. Because I was thinking more of a, a co-op type thing, but he's wanting us to help him get his out, which yeah. is cool. Yeah. We can do that for anybody. Yeah. But that that, that much space. Yeah. Clearly, we gonna, clearly, we gonna, you know, once we get that figured out how he wants to proceed, Mm-hmm. I'm I want to jump in that space yeah. <laughs> and use yeah. it whenever you yeah. know. I definitely want our home to be our main home, but if we ever want to get into something different, I love having options. And, and the more successful he becomes, we become. So right. I mean, it just works with. I mean, his connections are bigger than ours, but they're again like I think in the general you know city area, like we're doing all right. Yeah, <laughs> and we'll yeah. get there. Oh yeah, 
and everything that we you know that we're working on is going to come to fruition one mm-hmm. way or another it just takes time like mm-hmm. you know when we were talking with him about uh you know products or whatever yeah mm-hmm. we'll get there but yeah we, who's who's going to give us a bunch of free stuff when we're not even you know we're not 10 episodes in yet yeah i mean we're getting attention we're right getting attention yeah but you know we'll, we'll, like i said we'll get there in time yep can't rush it no. i don't want to i don't want to lock us into something that we're going to be having to deal with later on that wasn't a good deal but yeah. we thought it was a good deal at the time right so you know we can do some stuff on our own and, and you know just start raising funds and, and actually you know have some kind of Something flowing in, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, money is a byproduct, a byproduct of success and hard work. Right. So we just got to keep on our path. Like we were talking about, I don't know. We I don't just, know. Like the, the day we were talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're doing the right thing and we're staying, doing doing our thing. And, uh, you know, staying uh, I'm really true like to it. form. Yeah. Staying true to form. It's making a noise. Oh, sorry. <laughs> when you, I was wondering what that noise was. Like. Shaking. I'm, all, I'm full of random noises. I'm sorry. Yeah. Get yeah, my shaky, shaky boots on. <laughs> <laughs> and I always do the same thing. I, my dad used to get so mad at me. Like I'd put one leg over the other when I was sitting and just shake my foot. Uh-huh. And then he's like, "Stop shaking your goddamn foot!" You got that foot off, Toby. <laughs> got that motherfucker clean off. Right. Uh, so let's uh, let's get into it, man. Uh, you want to start it out and tell a little bit about your interviews, and then uh, uh, you're going to Wakanda. So I had two in- I had two interviews last week or uh, the week that was whatever that was. One was with a recruiter for a a job that I wanted to get out of my resume position, and I killed it. We had a good conversation. She was really interjected about it, you know what I'm saying. And uh, when I checked in with her after the interview the next day, the the position was filled, but she said she'd keep me in the system and you know get a phone call coming back. But but it was good energy for her. Uh, more importantly, like she had a good. I made her day better, and like she seemed to really genuinely enjoy the half hour, forty five minutes we had just talking about. The did job you, and each did you other. Flip it into you interviewing her. No, I wanted to. <laughs> if she if she'd have been a little bit like if she'd been twenty five pounds more heavier, it might would have turned into some other shit. Because I was my drip was really nice. Right. My, my 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 interview drip was 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 sharp. You I was think, sharp. You think doing this and starting this has helped you in that when you're doing the interview? Like just yeah, because I'm not thirsty. I'm not right. desperate. You know right. what I'm saying? I come right. in knowing like it's gonna be what it's gonna be, and when it's over, it's gonna be great content for later to talk about. Right. And life goes on. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not like, it's not like my single focus for that day was not like, oh, I got to go in and kill this job. I'm going, be me, and let right. me be enough. I am enough. Right. And what goes from there is going to go from there. Because I know once I'm done, I got other shit to do. I got phone calls to make, emails to send out, mm-hmm. texts to reply back to. You have stuff that you want to, that you're passionate about. To right. So this is just to, to keep the, the, uh, the dogs off my back. They want their money right. <laughs> until I right. can keep all their money on time. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, whatever. I'll It'll just, get there. I'll have a bed to sleep on somebody's house. Hey, can I borrow your couch? Oh, yeah. That's like a bedroom. Can mm-hmm. I get on, on my feet? <laughs> get on my feet and have that good old SoundCloud rapper story. Yeah, man. I'm diesel. God damn it. Remember when Boston was on my, on my couch sleeping? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. When they're doing that like, HD. <laughs> E true Hollywood story. Right. <laughs> I'm already, I'm already, I'm not even on that. I'm already telling people like, oh yeah, man, like you want to start a podcast? Here's how I started mine. I bought a hundred twenty five dollar laptop and from the fucking right. rummage sale. Like, I guess right. it's just practice for when I got to tell it for real. Right. I mean, I ain't had a dime, but you don't know that new on this Gucci bag I got. Killing these. This, I really like this the bag, Fucci, don't you? Gucci bag. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, this is my this is my interview bag. Let y'all know. Yeah. 
I want a job. I don't need no job. Mm-hmm. I'm out here trapping. I'm podcast trapping. Believe it or not. But the interview was cool, though. Um, sucks I didn't get that job was filled, but you know, life goes on. Then I had a second one down. Um, more in line with my resume and being a public safety and blah, blah, blah. But it pays. Back when you were uh, Ranger Marcus? Yeah. Ranger Marcus. Yeah. Back in those days. So we'll see what happens. You know, I think just based on knowing how these people think and work and they want blah, blah, blah. And, and, and like, they had some good questions that I wasn't quite thinking of. Like, um, your weaknesses and your strengths, which I've thought about that. And that was a pretty good solid answer. And, um, like what situation you handled that you maybe wasn't prepared for. I was like, you know, I go in trying to do my best and I own it where I fucked up at, right. you know, and that's all I can really do. Like, so, how do you handle stress? I'm like, first off, I prepare for it and don't believe in stress. I believe that it's going to be what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to hold on to what happens. And when it's over, we can review where I made my mistakes or what I did good, jet, good job at, and I'll try to do better next time. What is stress? Stress is a choice. You don't mm-hmm. have to embrace it. You don't have to make it if you sort of handle it. When you embrace it or prepare for it, you know it, right. it happens. You're not surprised when it happens. Like, and put yourself in situations where you're scared or, or you're, you know, if you do that on a microcosm, say, like, little things that scare you and you just keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the, that means that the bigger shit that you're on isn't going to be as scary yeah. or as stressful as people say. Right. And Did you die? <laughs> But did you die? Right, like, all right, so yeah, this shit, this shit, this shit, not real. No, <laughs> only thing real is me and you in this moment. Rest right. of the shit, eh? Yeah, this is what's gonna be. And it's take. Yeah, you know, don't get me wrong. Like, I haven't always had that mindset. I used to stress about all kinds of shit. Yeah. That, that you know, there's a reason that I still my hair's not gray. Yeah, yeah there's a reason my beard's not gray. Mm-hmm. I still can't figure out the reason why my beard is red. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's brown. Right, but I know why my my hair's not gray and my you know healthy and you know it's because i'm not stressing about little shit i can't control it like i can only i, I will work on what i can control mm-hmm. even when i do fuck that up i'm gonna own it mm-hmm. and then i'm gonna get over it and what i can't control is gonna be what it is i think it's just learning People and choosing to yeah. learn you know i hit i was hitting with uh hit one of my, my i got I, that's why i got like four or five quotes i, I throw in every day every time Right, a kill. It's like a comedian. I think these jokes will kill. Hit it with the um, change is inevitable. The choice, but progress is an option. They're like, oh, that's good. It's like, Ooh, no, let me write that down. Then I hit him with the, uh, I hit him with the, people come in life for three reasons: the seasons, it was that reason, season, and lifetime. The person that understands what the person in life is for has a better chance of having a great day. Hmm. That's two. The other one is um. I don't know. Let's get back to that too. But usually, I, usually I hit them. Those two, those some good punches right there. Right. Pop, pop. Especially somebody that's not exposed to it as much as we are. You know, yeah. Because both of us have the same mentality where we, you know, the stuff we choose to listen to, the stuff we choose to read, the stuff mm-hmm. we choose to watch. Yeah. Is always about making ourselves better. Right. A lot of people, you know, I, I don't, there's some shows that like, yeah, man, I like watching it, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, I'm not, listening to music when I'm working out. I'm listening to a podcast that I'm mm-hmm. interested in. Right. And, you know, it's making me better. I, I know what I need to do more of is I need to read more. Mm-hmm. The audiobooks are great, but I need to physically read more because I, it would be interesting to see a more intelligent, I'm interested for myself to have a more intelligent me. Well, it, it, there is a, there we this is, is being a reader, or at least a a growing reader. 
everything that the the focus you gain from sitting there and getting your mind to focus on those words mm-hmm. comes back out in your speech. You do actually become more well read, not even thinking about it, because you because yeah. the process of reading and retaining the information it sticks better than what you will. Because easily get distracted through an audio, anything. Because you be listening right. while you really listening, are you thinking while you listening? When you right. reading, you have to read that shit mm-hmm. and and touching the book and holding it and then like you know highlighting and shit. It really makes you. It helps your thinking process. Yeah. And I've noticed it a lot with uh, like when I'm in conversations with people and so, like if they're stressed or if they're like in a bad place, you know, some of the stuff I say, I'm like, fuck. What? <laughs> like, it's just that gamma, gamma wave, mm-hmm. gamma wave state with your mind. Like, I, the stuff I'm saying, it's just like, holy shit. And I love when, like, when you read what you read comes back. You never know where it's going to come back at, mm-hmm. but it comes back because you read it. And you know, oh, I remember I read it in the book and it said, yeah. la, la, la. Like, right. oh, okay, that's dope. Like, it, it, I love hitting people with I read. And, and, the, and the look in their face whenever you say some words that just kind of blow their mind, they're like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And then sometimes it has a, a weird effect on people, but whatever. Yeah. You know? Like, we're not, we're not weird. We're just, you know, we're just trying to expand our minds and we're not, you know, we're not stuck in that rut that mm-hmm. a lot of our friends are stuck in. Mm-hmm. And I keep every day. We were both just trying to get people out of that rut that they mm-hmm. they're in, and that's the whole purpose of why we started this. You know, build a tribe that we're, you know, it's all love given to each other, and it's not it's not hate. There's no we're not doing anything in a negative negative way towards anyone. Just right. like uh, uh, the other day when I was. Uh, the Facebook post where the guy was talking about yeah the county thing like I could have went at him and been like you know fuck fuck you and eat like, a dick yeah like oh we don't want the county or we don't want the city problems out here and I'm thinking in my head like motherfucker think this what the fuck does that mean what does city problems mean sir do you know he, what uh, he's talking about the violence yeah, yeah I get it and, who, who else has some shit like that oh okay never mind but mm-hmm. my thing is like you erase that border there's gonna be a lot more things there tourism's gonna go up. Yeah. Things that the city's going to be more alive because we're not going. There's you can't say the bullshit that they're saying about our city now. Whenever you erase that line, because we're not in the top for anything for violence if you include the county. Yeah, and for them to have the thought process that the city violence is going to leak into the county, that's the dumbest argument I've ever heard. Yeah, like all of a sudden, just all these people are just go oh. The county border's gone. No, I'm going to go to the, the county and create violence. Like, what the fuck? No. No. People are going to do the same shit they were doing. Mm-hmm. All that's going to change is we're going to be more of a... Uh, we're, everyone's going to be a St. Louis. We're going to build... The, the tribe is going to be bigger. We're going to... Mm-hmm. Hopefully, if things are done right and someone steps up as a leader and leads the city as a whole... Mm-hmm. To doing more prosperous things, which we are getting there. There's such a like people, people, and, and I'm definitely not in the know, but I pay attention to a lot of stuff, and there's a lot of shit that's happening in the on the low that people don't necessarily know about that's happening in the city. That's really good, mm-hmm. really good. You know, look at all these new buildings going up. Yeah, all these like look at the cortex. Yeah, over in the, the Grove, like that shit is fundamentally going to make us better mm-hmm. it's already starting to ruckus and people don't even know about it nope. you know look at uh what uh lamar was talking about yeah like the 25 25 what was it? acting companies acting companies insane yeah 25 i had no idea yeah i, 
blew my mind. I was just like, holy shit. And he's like, yeah, man. It's like, I don't, I don't want to compare it to Atlanta because that's a whole nother beast. Mm-hmm. But it ain't that far from Atlanta. I'm saying distance-wise to where, like, we're a pipeline maybe for Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, I was talking to somebody somewhere about something like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to somebody about something somewhere. You don't say. It came up in conversation. <laughs> I forget what I was saying, man. Damn. I was talking to somebody somewhere about something. Oh, I was saying, I was talking to Jason and uh, Stephanie. I was saying, like, people that I know that was able to have success in St. Louis on whatever level they were working on and move to another place were even more successful there because if you can do anything good in this environment, which is very toxic, very divisive, not very, but, like, it has elements of where people don't believe in doing things besides going to work and going home. Right, right, right. And you want to be something bigger than that, you can strive for those doubters and haters and, like, say, I want to leave for a big opportunity. You're going to kill it with a level of confidence because you able to keep your confidence under all that kind of, like, I'm bored, so I'm going to hate on you energy. And you go somewhere where they just want you to be the best you. Like, oh, I've been battle-tested in the ultimate battlegrounds in St. Louis that where I can go to Atlanta or Chicago and kill it because right. they don't give a fuck about you and they just want you to see what you worth. Like, oh, Oh yeah, I ain't on a bit, no bullshit. Yeah, just here to judge me on what I can do or what I, my character is. Not worrying about like stuff that don't matter. You right. know what I'm saying? Like you, you kill it. Like everyone I know that leaves St. Louis and then like I'm not coming back because they're they're, they're not there yet. Their, their thought process is not open open minded. Right. And and th- you can find the same pockets of people that are like the people in St. Louis and other places. Yeah. But when you go to another place because of what you've done in another town, so you. So what you've done in St. Louis to get yourself to a point where you could go to Atlanta, you, you maxed Chicago. out. You maxed out here. Right. But my point is, when you go to those other cities, you're getting around other like-minded people. Yes. Here, sure. you just have to find that like-mindedness. Yeah. Now, there are some people that we have the same mindset with mm-hmm. that we haven't connected with yet here in St. Louis. Right. But the thing that I've found with people that are as like-minded as we are, the few I've met, they don't have the same type of work ethic because they're way younger. Mm-hmm. And so they haven't experienced the things we have. We know what we went through for the past 39, 39 years. Mm-hmm. And to think that I'm like on this path of, I guess you call it art. I don't know what you call it. But then getting around some of these people that haven't had to work as hard, mm-hmm. I'm still having to get over that through my ego. Mm-hmm. Because for me, I'm like, that's going to be a little shit. You know how mm-hmm. fucking much shit I had to do to get here? Mm-hmm. To get this? Mm-hmm. Like, I had nobody else around me thinking that way. Yeah. I just had to start doing shit, and I have no fuck. I'm a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know. We know what your mom said about you. Right. Yeah. We know. Every time. We know. Every time. I, I know. Damn it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> if it was somebody else, if it was somebody else, I'd be like, fuck you, man. <laughs> How do you feel making fun of a handicap? Huh? <laughs> but, you know, I mean, look at the path, the path we've been on. Like, dude, nowadays is, it's, and I, I hate using that nowadays thing. And, oh, these kids don't work as hard, blah, 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 blah. My thing is, struggle makes you better. Yeah. And I know I never want to go back to that struggle. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to keep doing everything I can every day to make sure I don't go back to that. Yeah. You know, uh, it's people call. I saw something where uh, I think it was Gary Vee was talking about 
somebody was kind of like talking shit about branding or whatever. And mm-hmm. Basically, like, uh, misa- not misogynistic. Uh, you talk about yourself all the time. Uh, narcissistic? Narcissistic. And he's like, no. He's like, branding is building your cred. It's showing your credibility as a person. Mm-hmm. And that, that reflects into your brand. And I was like, fuck, he's right. You know? Yeah. My brand that was, you know, 10 years ago is not what my brand is now. Mm-hmm. My brand now, I've learned how to be better. I've learned that I don't have to get pissed off when somebody says something negative about me. I don't have to prove to them that I'm not that way. I just let my brand, which is my name, show for itself. Mm-hmm. And eventually they get it or they don't. I, honestly, I don't give a fuck either way. No. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing, we're going to keep doing this. We're going to keep on doing what we're doing because we enjoy it. Yep. And then also, I think fundamentally we're helping people. Yeah. I mean, how many people, you know, I guess to be a little bit narcissistic, how many people have started making changes just from what I did in 2018 with my body? You know, finally deciding to get my shit together. Yeah. You know, even now with you, like people, people are asking you about intermittent fasting and, and that stuff and you're able to talk to them about it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, and, and what's funny is in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know what's going through their head is that if this asshole can fucking do it, I could do it, which is fine. I, I'm cool if that's what yeah. if that's if that's that's how you interpret it. That's how you see it. That's cool. fine. Yeah, as long whatever, as it's, whatever gets you there, bro. Hey, whatever's getting you more healthy. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of health, fuck. Had to go see the devil lady <laughs> after uh, I started the rock climbing thing. And has a little pain in my arm and noticed a knot like in my tricep and went and saw her and. Uh, I was like, nah, there's no way I ripped, I tore, there's no way I tore this tricep. said, it's fine, it's fine, you know? Yeah. And then I went, you know, I took uh, four days off from climbing and went back and climbed and shit started aching again. I was like, oh man, I tore something, fuck. Mm-hmm. I went to her and she's like, yeah, obviously you've tore something. She's like, I don't know if it's exactly the tricep. And she did some things. She's like, yeah, you tore, you know, minor tear in the muscle, which was good. Because mm-hmm. if it's a ligament, it's... You got to get that shit repaired. That's surgery. That's surgery. But in the muscle, it'll just it'll repair itself. Give it some time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, that's okay. But uh, here's mindset now. Yes. Mindset now is I get to focus on my weaker parts, which are my, you know, my leg strength, my running, my core. I can focus on that. My shoulders and, and triceps and biceps, they'll be fine. You know, I can get you know at a month, and then I'll have four weeks left after the I take this three weeks off. I have four weeks left to get them built up before the end of this eight week contest. Yeah, so I'll be fine. But and then you know, just doing this fucking cardio, I actually dig it, which is fucking weird, but it's fun, and I'm not getting down about it. Like, why would I get down about something like an accident? Right? You should. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, and people. Here's here's the biggest thing. Once I she diagnosed that I tore it, I was like, "Fuck!" Now people are gonna be able to say, oh, "I told you, uh, I knew Lucas Cecil. He started rock, climbing rocks, and now he's hurt. Blah blah blah. He's too old. He shouldn't be doing this shit. He's too old." Like, fuck out of here, man. This shit happens. Like, mm-hmm. I, I maybe this I rushed. This is an opportunity. Yeah, it's not a setback. Yeah, maybe I rushed into to climbing too quick and I did it too fast. Maybe, but. But you did it. I did it. And I'm going to go back to it as soon as it's over. I'm going to go back and do it again. Yeah. Like, 
And it's not to prove anything to anyone but myself. Right. Like I want to be able to control my own body weight better. And so in these three weeks or four weeks that I take, I'll be able to get my weight even more down. And I'm going to be stronger with my legs. So that means I'll be able to climb better. Mm-hmm. Cool. Win-win. Yep. You know? And if people's mindsets would change to that instead of getting upset and like, ah, oh, fuck, man, just everything's against me, blah, 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 blah. No, dude. No one gives a fuck about you. <laughs> First <laughs> off, I know. they're coming for me. Who are they? And they don't give a fuck about you, bro. Right. And then, you and then, you know, you look at, I just, I, it makes me really sad whenever people just let stupid shit get in the way of what they're going to do. You try one time, you fail, you're fucking done. You didn't really want to be there. I'm sorry, y'all. I love y'all. I'm sorry. I'm like, what the hell? That fucking food got me with the night night, but I'm up. You have a cold brew coffee over there. I know. Bro. I'm the fuck. So, I'm a, <clears throat> yeah. So, uh. Nipples and bitches. Uh. Oh, my God. So, yeah, that was that was uh, a little setback I had, but it's, you know, everything's going to be cool. I, uh, got another meeting on Monday looking at a, uh, local watering hole to, uh, Maybe purchase. Kind of excited about that. Kind of leave it on the low. That's about all I can say about it. It's cool. I'm sick of fucking cold weather, bro. Done with it? I want to wrap my windows down. Right. <laughs> I think that's probably the biggest thing. You, I, you can probably do it now. It's cold. You've been t- but you've been taking those cold showers. So yeah, but it smacked me in the face. As I'm driving 60 degrees, 60 down, down the highway. It's, it's cool right. for a while, but that smack in the face. I'm like, I can't, right. walk around, can't, can't drive around with a ski mask on. It looks right. suspicious. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> so what? You, uh, let's let's cut back to the cold shower for a second. Okay. You're enjoying it now, right? I do. Yeah. I look forward to it. I look forward to the end of my shower to turn it to the cold and feel that cold come. And then it comes, you know, over my over my shoulders and I have to turn around get my back and you so need to get, <laughs> give me some more. Give me some more. <clears throat> I'm not thirty. But yeah. I have to get out and be like, you're just like that's better than fucking coffee, a cold shower. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's five times uh five times the feeling or it's like no sorry, I said that fucking Butcher, like I do everything. <laughs> uh, it's the effect of drinking five cups of coffee. It is, I mean, and, I, and the, I almost, and the thermogenic, like like I talked about in my in podcast number eight with Dave, uh, the thermogenic effects. You know, like I haven't gotten sick this winter from doing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because your body's used to the cold. Yeah, and a lot of times, I mean, there's a lot of other shit that factors into getting sick, but it's like when you start taking care of yourself. You know, with your fasting and mm-hmm. the and the foods you're putting in your body, and then the cold showers and the you know, we'll call it meditation, but the the, the breathing thing, and mm-hmm. you know that shit adds up. It's all the little things that you do. You really discipline, mm-hmm. and you keep doing that stuff. It your body reacts, and you become more healthy. And you're not going to get as sick if you're more healthy. Yeah. If you're you know drinking all the time, which I'm not bagging on anybody for drinking all the time. I've done that from my. Since I've been 21. I really didn't drink before 21. I didn't start drinking until 19. I was drinking, I started with Smirnoff. Uh, what's some shit called? Smirnoff Ice? I said, I'm a, I'm a man. Uh, and I started drinking uh, Bacardi by the fifth. But once again, I right. I, I didn't have a car. I was like, oh, stunned coming in with the hypnotic and, uh, and the Hennessy. Uh, like I was the slut whisperer just pouring on chicks' mouths. Then I had to go home at 1 30, so I didn't drink. I was. I was getting other bitches. I was getting women drunk with somebody else's too. Okay. That didn't sound good either, did it? Hmm. All right. So All right. anyway, mm-hmm. uh, back at it. <laughs> 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 I, 
I uh, I didn't do I didn't do. I really didn't do drugs until I was in my thirties. Me too. Yeah. I mean, I smoked weed a couple times in my twenties. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know. I couldn't afford it. Any drugs? I didn't know nobody that was. I, my friends were were boring. I'm the I'm the drug user out of my clique, for the most part. <laughs> well, not not now because I know somebody else that does drugs more right. than I do. Uh, allegedly, allegedly, and um, but, but yeah, I see yeah. what you're saying. So because of the fact that I, in my twenties, I was broke as fuck all the time. Mm-hmm. I was letting everything stress me out. I was miserable, you know, and and I just didn't have any money, even though I was working all the time. Mm-hmm. I just never had any money because I was falling for that dangling the carrot in front of you. So you work all these hours, and then like just stress you the fuck out because you're working something you hate. You're in traffic all the time. You're going to work in the morning and you're going home when everybody else is and you're just getting stressed for no fucking reason. And, you know, when that stopped and I got back into this, the bar industry, all that bullshit, all that stress did. Yeah, I don't want that life. That life is horrible. To just live. I I ask, like, you know, I go on these these, uh, phases of, like, dating, not dating, caring, not caring. And like people are like, what do you do? Like, well, uh, shit. But what's your passion? Like, what do you? What's your creative outlet? What's your passion? That's more than that's more. That tells me more about you than where your check comes from. Right. And they'd be like, well, I okay, we don't get it. If you, you know, and there's some people that are totally okay with and that's fine. doing that. Right. That, that's cool, man. If you enjoy your family life or just like going to work and doing your job and going home and and then watching Netflix, cool. Do that. That's what you enjoy. At the end of the day, I, I'm pretty sure you don't enjoy that, but yeah. I I refuse that life. Yeah, like I'm not. And what? Anything else? No. But what you, you know, whatever the people, you know, let's we could go down and talk about that for hours. And I, I, I just but that's, want you to we, be happy, right? But we are doing what we said we were going to do, yep. and we just keep doing these podcasts and hopefully reaching out to people. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we'll start getting a little bit more involved with our, our page and maybe putting out some more content, you know, like maybe doing a meetup. I think that'd be fun. Doing like a Soulardian meetup. That would be, it would be fun. Let's set some up for the spring. Yeah. We want, we go, this spring and summer going to be fucking dope. Yeah. We're going to kill it this spring or something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll just fun. keep doing what we're doing and it'll just, the, the opportunities will come. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, that meeting with Lamar was really great. Like, him talk about the galas and all this stuff. Yeah. And, like, it took me a minute to figure out what the gala was. Mm-hmm. But after I understood what the gala was, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. He's you know? super dope. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And like that studio was. Uh, uh, he the, just, he's just so talented. Like, and that, even that even that was like circumstance. Like, he, like I just, you know, met him through a friend. You know, yeah, tell that story for a second. So I met him through a friend I used to work with at the zoo and I helped him out with an event he was throwing just doing like a simple coordinating job and I was telling her like, you know, this is my thing and I and I produce and host podcasts and she was like, Well, I'm gonna hit up Lamar and let him know blah 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 what you do and you know, maybe I can figure out some way to help each other or I just he mostly was like giving him giving me some ideas how to expand or just something I didn't think about. Cause like say, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And you never can you never can fail by meeting somebody that has ideas or experience you just don't have. I don't like when he said like the whiskey, um yeah. we talked about it, but like, you know, it just 
like hearing it second time, yeah, from and, a different and, angle. Like, oh, that's right. fucking brilliant. Yeah, that's and, so and we're brilliant. the same. We're the same way. We 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 talked about. It, we just said the different words, but it meant yeah. the same thing. Yeah, but, and that's what I said in the meeting. Was like, was like, yes, we that is the total plan. Mm-hmm. We just gotta get there. Yeah, like I, I don't I, think about if no we, rush. Yeah, if you and I had an uh, a liquor company mm-hmm. and some guys came to us and they, oh, you got this podcast, cool. And then we're those guys were asking us for product to put on their shows. They got nine episodes into. Yeah. I'll be like, come back when you got more. When you when I can see that there is a consistency. Yeah, more than nine episodes. Right. Like I, you know, like a case of liquor isn't going to cost anything. But do I want my? I guess a bigger sample size is what we're going to have to offer. Yeah. Them. And Absolutely. I think then it'll be okay. Yeah, yeah we, I, we'll get all that stuff's gonna come. Oh yeah, that's the easy part. Yeah, all the the, the free shit's easy because mm-hmm. people want to, you know, if you're gathering attention, you know, people want to be a part of that attention. It's just uh, getting there, and we just got to get there, and it's coming mm-hmm. through content. Yeah. And yeah, uh, dude, that that studio is fucking dope. Man, there's so many different options all within the same building. It was almost like overwhelming. Yeah. I was because like, he cause like that was my first time of being. I've only met him. That's my third time really meeting him. Okay, probably my second time meeting him. Just like me and him talking. So we met that day of the interview. Mm-hmm. Then we met up at Breco and talked, and you know we just spoke with him with the vision of our shows and the goal going forward and what he wants to do and you know where I fit into that vision and mm-hmm. where I can learn from him and vice versa and yada yada yada. And then he was, I was like, well, let me keep this day going let me hit interview and see I was like let me see let me keep make sure you, know, you gotta be consistent with people so make sure I keep mm-hmm. in contact and say let me drop out a studio and see what you got going maybe get inspired does he I guess he leases that studio or yeah, rents like, it or whatever yeah it's a, it's a shared space though right uh, I guess like yeah I guess that bigger room is a shared one but he has those two he said to his, to his right was that his, his. Okay. and then the engineering room I guess is also his too right and then the rest of the building. Yeah, because he was saying that's why his spot's so important or like the best spot. Yeah, because right he got the engineering room. Well, that shit, that setup was hard. Like, mm-hmm. you can tell he, that's his room because it was set up. He had all those little figurines and like uh-huh. comic book stuff. I was like, yeah, he's uh, every black superhero. Yeah. And so <laughs> I was like, I, I know that was a black superhero. He must have bought in black form. I was like, oh, I don't think that was a black. But fuck it, dude. Uh, which one were you talking about? Oh, some I didn't know, maybe. Maybe some I didn't know. I think they were all were the black superheroes. Yeah, because everyone I seen was like, oh, yeah, they're. Yeah. Something I didn't know. I was right. like, I never seen them before. He right. had a mix of DC and the Marvel. Uh-huh. I was like, yeah, okay. both of them. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, and then I, he had like his a... Captain America journal. I was pretty jealous of. <laughs> you want to swipe it, didn't you? No, because I didn't want. I wouldn't take his thoughts and all this stuff from him. I'm just like, I'm. You just wanted your own. I want my own. Yeah, I want my own. Like right now, if if I had a Captain America shield, it would be right there where the flag is. <laughs> and every time I'd be like. Slap the shield, so like a like football Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Slap the wall. Hey, uh, do, do I gotta pee? You gotta pee. I gotta pee. Okay. Well, I want to pause it and then, or do you want to? Are you gonna ramble? Um, I'll ramble about. I'll ramble about um my my trip to Wakanda. There you go. And and time can come back and I'll tell the story again so you can hear it. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So editing is a great thing. It is. So as I uh. Interview, had a meeting with Lamar, and I was going to a friend of mine's. Yeah. Um, I went to a friend of mine's uh, birthday party. She was turning 42, and it was up in North County. And uh, 
it was it was amazing. Like black people are the best. If you don't have one or two in your life and you don't get a chance to sort of experience just the joy from being a, a black owned establishment watching black people on a Thursday, Wednesday night just live their best lives in the music. It's just great to hear good old soulful R&B and a live band and the fried chicken that I really wanted to eat but wasn't allowed to because it was after 8 o'clock and I was offered um, some delicious chicken and onion rings and french fries but I was not allowed to eat it because I'm trying to stay true to being alive and being here. But I really wanted it. And then, you know, it goes to the bar. Like, hey, I got some Duce. I'm like, I love Duce. I'm on a Rizox. I was like, nah, bruh. You got this Hennessy, though. $10 a glass. I said, I said huh? 10, 10 American dollars? I said, okay, well, let me get, I get half a glass. How much can I get? But it was a good time. I was just chilling the post. And um, it was at Qtopia up off New Hawks Ferry or something up there. But I really enjoyed myself. I said, you know, it's funny getting those different environments. You're like, you know what? <sighs> I really want to go back home. Boy, this chocolate show looking mighty, mighty fine. It's just different. It's, it, it, it's, it's always interesting when you hang in different places. You get different feelings to do different things. Like you hang around a, a happy couple with a baby. Like, maybe I need, I need to get me a, a wife and a baby. Then you hang around places like that. You're like, maybe I need to get me. So sister with some chocolate, chocolate dip. Then you hang in other place you're like, no, that show is a delicious piece of cocaine snow bunny right there. And you're like, what what path do I really go? But then you gotta realize some things are out of your control. You gotta be in the moment and take what it's worth. And and sometimes you gotta shoot your shot because there is no you know, I could have not went, could have went home, got some rest, but life is to be lived and I really enjoyed my time up in uh, North County. Only problem was I don't live there, so you have to travel from one place to another, and uh, it, it's just different vibes. So what you will have to pay to play in um, a more diverse place in Sulard, in the hookah they had the hookahs popping, but then I have my own little, my own little hookah. I'm like this, they got hookah, and just you know you get, you get a situation like when a girl's like twerking and enjoying herself, do you stare? Do you look and come back like i you know i guess i i turn real binary trying to figure out what is my course of action when the birthday girl's daughter is living her best life like the city girls in cardi b video with twerk do i continue to look do i look away do i i i, I just because I'm, I'm familiar with that process i didn't know what to do so you know you look you, you look away you smile is she looking at me? It's, it's sort of weird. You know, I went by myself, and me and the birthday girl are familiar with each other. We we friends, but we ain't, you know. I mean, she grown with kids, grown kids. And I'm like, ah, uh, you get a little intimidated because you want to come in the correct position, or you don't want to step. I'll step your bounds, and you want to stay on the up and up. I'm like, I, do I need to be here? If I know if I was to be here more often and become a staple. I can definitely be successful. Like, how do I bring this, all this flavor, back to a place? How can I? Like, I would love to bring that type of vibe, that energy, to Soulard or some place that's not as uh, as 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 rampant or as um as common. But it's just something about that that drip. And something about something about that that milk chocolate twerking. I was like, what do I? Do? I don't. Do I go home? Do I stay where I'm at? 
Do they see me looking? Do I look at her? Do I say hi? Do I? What do I do? I want. I want. To, I want to taste, but then I don't want to taste too much. Not giving diabetes. I was like, this. I, I, I just. I was just confused, overwhelmed, and happy at the same time. But man, just. Oh, I wanted to go home. I want to take her home. I, then I was like, I don't live up here, and what are we gonna talk about? And then somebody got killed out here a couple of weeks ago, and is, is they gonna get into my car? They, they want to give me my Gucci bag, or you know, I was alone. I said, my job is to survive. My job is to sip on this $10 Hennessy as long as I can for the ice melts. And see if I can squeeze out all the joy and pain. Then, of course, you know, after a while, you be getting, you know, you listen to uh, Frankie Beverly and all these soul music on the way home. Like, I, I said, man, ain't nothing like a black woman. Ain't nothing like that milk chocolate, not like that soul. Then I think about Killer Mike and his wife. And I said, I got to get me some. Then I say, man, then if I keep me some, then I'm going to have to. Then the bunny don't be mad. Then what if the black girl don't like that? I used to, I like, it's just it's it's overwhelming. I said this is why they make drugs. Because sometimes you just don't know what to do with yourself. And I keep putting myself in positions by myself for no kind of no kind of you know. Uh, not, I just be out here, and I have my my nice. I have my good job drip on. I have my tie going, and I was like, they, they know I ain't. They knew I was here. On, I was here on the mission, but you, I wasn't sure how to engage or what to do. But I did the best I could. Do I want to go back? Absolutely. When? I don't know. But I, ain't nothing like it. Ain't nothing like being in that kind of establishment. But I realize I can't play pool either. They they, they play pool. They came in with the pool things on and it's, it's just the music and the hookah. Like how can I get this kind of vibe in the Sulo in a safe way Tour. you know, it was a parking lot full of charges. And um, you know what I realized too? I ain't seen a Dodge Magnum in a long ass time. It was Dodge Magnum. No, I was coming home one night, late the other night, and I saw one like drive past my house. I was got the car. I said, I ain't seen a Magnum since whatever. But remember, they came out. You saw all you saw was Magnums and fucking three hundreds for about yeah. two, three summers. Now all you see is the worst is a Charger, right? Everywhere. But I was like, I ain't seen a Magnum in ages for a good reason. They, I don't know why they were so they they just loved them. This is a station wagon on drugs. Is all this the fucking station wagon on got. Damn steroids! I've seen more H twos, H threes than I have seen Magnums. Oh, those dude, those Magnums were so. The hood went crazy for the motherfuckers for two, three summers, easy. Not, not now, now what? I can't find them nowhere for a good reason. Gas guzzlers. Oh, oh Jesus! Oh, uh, gas guzzlers and like I mean, it just didn't. I mean, don't be wrong. Everybody wants a souped up station wagon, but I mean, <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. Long term success, I don't know. Mm-mm. Not the novelty of it was great. Yeah, I mean they they killed it for a minute. We had like a five year run of production. It was all right, we're done. <laughs> thank you guys. Thank you, thank you, Hood, <laughs> and we're done. But this shit ain't gonna sell after a while. We got you. Thanks. I'm still paying on the bitch. Sorry. <laughs> still paying. Trade it in for whatever you want to trade it in for. Thank you. Good times. So wait, you were up in you were up there uh, in North County for a birthday party. Is that what you were saying? Yeah. Um. You know, back in February when uh, Black Panther came out, I went back home, and that's why I discovered Duce. Right. Um, was when I was really heavily to uh, the motherland. Right. And um, Duce's Jay-Z's? Mm-hmm. Okay. My favorite cognac. And her. What other cognacs have you had? Um, I've had uh, Remy. Okay. I've had Hennessy. Mm-hmm. had Hennessy Black. Uh, what if they came up with it? What if they came up with Hennessy White? There is a Hennessy White. 
No shit. I was yes, just there, joking. Is, they have a Hennessy White. That's you, great. You are correct. <laughs> there is a Hennessy White, which is not bad. Right. It's pretty good. It, it it's almost on it's almost on par with Doucet. It doesn't have the same bite as the traditional Hennessy. So Hennessy Black and White, it doesn't have the same bite, but it is kind of like smoother. ebony and ivory. Yeah, Hennessy White's good. Well, I think I have guess on the home. Um, but it's good. I enjoy it. But it's not like it's nothing better than Doucet, in my opinion, for that same price point. Are they the same price point? Yeah, because like you can get about a Doucet. Actually, a little bit. Do say a little more expensive than Hennessy. Like, um, the cheapest place I found that had uh, Do say was like maybe like forty bucks. These most expensive, like I've seen, like forty five. I've always seen Do say price. Like you had usually have to ask for like the bottle of Do say. It's not usually like on the shelves. Right. But Hennessy is like on the shelves. So I pretty much assumed that if you, if I got to ask for it, it must be a little bit better than. The shit I can just grab off the shelves. Maybe I'm approaching it wrong, but that's my logic. But usually I gotta ask, like, can I get a bottle of Doucet? Oh, okay, we'll grab it for you. Behind the glass over there. Okay, but the Hennessy's right here within reach. For a reason. Well, fair enough. Well, I'll take that. Yeah, it's a better looking bottle, let's be honest. What what is the what's the crosses? Or, or is it two um what's the emblem? Do you know what that's? It's a French thing that meant something. I looked it up a while ago when I was doing my my homework on the the choice of uh, the Doucet, um cross, but it's 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 a common it was a common use thing in World War Two. Came back it was also a big common thing used in France during the Middle Ages. Um, it has to do with the location of the of it's like a castle and location of where the actual drink is made in France. So it's French as well. Yes. Okay, it's made. Okay. Yeah. No. It's a it's a Frank was like brandy and cognac. Bur- see, do you say cognac is a derivative of what's we'll a brandy? I would s- guess so. I, mean, I guess we could Google it, but because um, I know do say is owned by the Remy parent company. Maybe no, I'm sure there's something in there. Like, yeah, I'm sure there's something. We got to get a, a Marcus uh, MB cognac sometime. Yeah, it's out of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Marcus. Yeah, Chateau Doucet. That's that's yeah. So, so wait, 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 wait. Chat. So that's an actual place, Chateau Doucet. Yeah, La Chateau Doucet. Is, it was. Is, can is, you do it with a French accent? Can I do that? <laughs> La Chateau. La Chateau. La Chateau Doucet is a castle in France. Okay. Uh, is that uh, the emblem for the castle? Then? Uh. Um. As I get my Google, I almost, I almost don't feel bad for Googling because all the good podcasts do it on on live yeah. as well. Yeah. So I am doing it as well. That is not a birthday. But. Okay. So I need what's the wiki we need? God damn. Chateau the Dissey. So there is a oh, was that eighteen fifty eight? Let's see. Let's see. Uh, oh, there we go. We are educational as well. <clears throat> educational as well. Okay, so the sem- the emblem on the bottle is the cross of Lorraine. So L O R R A I N E, which is a French symbol that symbolizes courage, honor, and perseverance. It was. It is kind of like made- Captain America's shield. See, receive the connection. You say it's made at the Chateau 
the Cognac, one of the oldest Cognac houses in France. Hmm. Um, in the region that has been producing Cognac for more than 200 years. Hmm. So I think Cognac... You don't know what you don't know until you hit the Google button. Right. Yeah, so Duce has been out since 2012. Motherfucker. Duce has been out since 2012? Mm-hmm. So the oh, just, I was like, oh, it's like, wait, no, that doesn't sound right. Like six years ago. Yeah, so uh, the symbol. Seven, I guess. Yeah, yeah so the symbol, the emblem on the bottle is the Cross of Lorraine, a French symbol that symbolized courage, honor, and perseverance. It is made. It is made at the Chateau de Cognac, one of the oldest Cognac houses in France. Um, Jay Z is a known fan. Even drinks it out of the Grammy bottle. Out of the Grammy. Okay, we didn't get. How should you drink Douce? Neat on the rocks, which is true. You really don't need to put much with it. Like it's easy on. I the hate rocks. when when people have nicer cognacs and like nicer cognacs and nicer like just whiskeys and stuff, and they mix this shit. Yeah, Come I mean, on, I was man. guilty. I was, I was guilty. I definitely was drinking. Well, you don't know till you know. Right, you're right. And now I just get my shit on the rocks like a like a big boy does. Yeah. All right. Well, you're cognac. I was like, you're wheat and water, which it's vodka. It's fine. Yeah, but I mean, that should taste. That should so. What I love about wheat and water is that it's so fucking dangerous that I don't drink it because it'd be like I was just drinking iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I blew through. A, yeah, it's easy to get a bottle for seventeen dollars, and we don't know where the bottle go. Because you didn't right. drink it with a big glass of water. Like us on most Fridays with a bottle of vodka. Like, just like, uh, dude, we just cash that whole bottle in the fucking podcast. When that shit kicks in, you know it because the whole conversation yeah. goes to shit. <laughs> Not shit, but it gets very, very lively. <laughs> yeah, we get very excited. You're real loose. Yeah. Uh, real loose. Oh, shit. Uh, hmm. So, loose. I think that, yeah, we should, in 2019, we're going to have a Marcus Boston. Uh, Marcus Boston Cognac. Even if it was just one run, and we just, I definitely, I definitely want to um get a, lo- a MB logo somehow designed that's really dope as shit. Mm-hmm. And then the how merch. could it not be? Yeah, we are working on some uh, apparel coming out hopefully soon, and it's just uh getting the logo worked on now using an app that uh hopefully turns out alright. We'll see. If not, I'm about 40 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so far, they've done us very well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, let's... Uh, oh, the other thing I want to talk about was... Uh, hey, did you see the article? I shared it. I don't know if you saw it or not about the MLS. Um, I saw it. I didn't really look into it much. I'm really excited about the MLS stuff. And why is that? Uh, one, I enjoy soccer. Mm-hmm. But two, it, it's football. Good. Yes. The real football? Uh, what do they call it? The the original football. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're against Sacramento right now for their team. But So there's there's a couple different things they were talking about in the article. Uh, the MLS could give us both a team. So they put it at 29, and then they had a 30th team mm-hmm. in 2020. Which, to me, I don't want either place to miss out on. Because there were some factors they were looking at in order to... Uh, decide who they're gonna go with so they wanted local rivalries like i, I don't say lo- i don't mean local i mean uh rivalries that made sense regional Reason, regional rivalries mm-hmm. and so for st louis we have casey we have chicago mm-hmm. we have uh nashville. nashville and columbus columbus yep and then uh is, is indiana i don't even know 
I know those four for sure. Columbus is one of the the first ones. Yeah, they've they've got a they got a ship. They won a championship mm-hmm. or a cup, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and then the Taylor family, God bless them, uh, the owner of Enterprise. Uh, they their net worth is right around five point eight billion dollars. Mm-hmm. And so why this article came out was Sacramento finally got a uh, big money a billionaire sponsor mm-hmm. that bought the majority of the team or bought in the majority of the team whatever whatever and but he's only worth 2.8 billion <laughs> peanuts but uh you know and, and i want both both places to have it but their regional was the two teams in california mm-hmm. and that was it but nothing else up in northeast besides i i mean Geography. Uh, I guess Seattle. Yeah, but that's that's still not close to Sacramento. Oh shit! Why why was I thinking? Is the whole time you're saying Sacramento, I'm all up in Washington State. Yeah, that's what I, I figured. I thought yeah. that because I almost said Portland. I was like, wait, wait, no, that's the other yeah, side. Yeah, I'm like, okay. I'm, I'm like with you now. Sacramento. About, yeah. So yeah, Sacramento will ha- only have what L.A. Does San Diego have a team? Like what other? Well, there's I think there's two teams in L.A. Okay, so two L.A. teams. What else is up? Portland. I mean, it, Portland it's, have a team. Yep. Portland's the other side of the country. God damn it! Why? Am I, why am I still? Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. We're in California. <laughs> California. Wait, California. See, okay, so Seattle, Washington is on the west, west coast. God, we're really showing our ignorance right I now. I knew I was. I was on the right side of the country. No, not I was Portland. Wrong. Portland, Oregon is also. Oh, fuck yeah! Yeah. What? God, okay. What? Okay. Sorry. You need more drugs. I don't. What? We're sorry. not doing drugs. I'm not. I'm not. Okay. Uh, not, not illegal drugs, like you could say, um, heroin. So back to yes, MLS okay. So I, I am really excited about it because, and then also we would be the first MLS. Uh, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's uh, all of major sports, but uh, female led ownership group. Mm, that's impressive. Which yeah, we need more women in everything. Well, and then like you know, uh, I I would love to have that as a badge. Of my you know. The owner of my MLS team that I'm going to go ape shit for. Okay, I, I got the information on some local women back to the okay. Here. So yeah, there is the Whitecaps. Ooh, I don't like that name. They're, oh, that's the uh, the Rapids. Whitecaps. Yep, they're yeah, yeah they're, in, they're in Vancouver. Okay, yeah, Vancouver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vancouver Whitecaps. You have the Seattle Sounders. Right. Very dude. Have you ever? If you ever get a chance, anybody listening, if you ever have a chance, YouTube. Seattle Seattle Sounders march to the game. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know if you know this. This is some shit about soccer that you probably don't know. Mm-hmm. So, when the fans are going to the games in, in Europe, they march as a whole group to the stadium for the soccer game. And they're singing the, the songs and they're doing all the chants and everything for their team. And it, it's, it's fucking amazing. Like, that's unity. And that's the shit that I want. I go out to the minor league games out in Fenton. They're they do the march from the yeah. parking lot to the stadium, and it's cool. CL Sounders when they're when they're their their shit them in Portland got the shit right. Like the shit just looks like fun. <clears throat> and I could see us, you know, the the STL march again because you get the Saint Hooligans. That's mm-hmm. the the big so- all the soccer heads that go out to every game out at the uh, out in Fenton at the AB Park out there. Yeah, because we got the minor league team out there. Right. And I've been to several of those games, and they are fun as shit. 
and I think that once you understood soccer and like just what to watch for, you know? Yeah. It's so much. People are probably going. Tell me that don't look dope as fuck. Cool. Oh, and everybody's involved. Yeah, that's what I'm really that's good. unity, man. Yeah. You want to bring somebody together? Tell me that wouldn't bring us together. Could you imagine just everybody, county, city, east side, yeah. all of them just all together, just marching down. They got to figure watching down. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Let's, let's go. Yeah, let's go. Let's do this. Good job, Sea Geek. Yeah, that was, that was good. That was, that was really good. Yeah, and then you know, imagine us all walking like because if it's over on Union, what, what street is Union Station on? Uh, Union Station's on Market. Okay, Market's closed off, and then we're just coming down. Wash Ave come around and then walking down the market as a fucking unit. Just yeah. walking down, just chanting, singing a song, yeah. waving the St. Louis flag, walking into that shit. The Cardinals can't the, the, the Cardinals can't compare to that. No. The Not the Blues, all. yeah, they have diehard fans, but <clears throat> when you're an elite sport, like I just I'm sorry I shouldn't have said that, but that's mm -hmm. I mean, that's the way I feel. That you know why soccer is global? Because you don't need fucking shoes to play it. No. Everybody can play that fucking game. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love it. Yeah. You know why hockey isn't as great as what it could be? Because not everybody can play it. Nope. That's why soccer is the most inclusive thing there is. As far as sports. That's why sport. it's the, the biggest sport in the world. Yeah. The real world, not the shit. Not this The place. microchasm that it is. Yeah. Yes. Remember, everyone, always remember some of the rules of being a Cigardian. <clears throat> always think macro, never think micro. So... That's what that's the feeling. That feeling right there. My hair stood on end when you played that. I was so I was like, "Fuck yes, I want that, dude. I want to go down there and look forward to." Hey, no, you want to schedule this? This sorry, man, going to the uh, STLFC game. Yeah. What? You're gonna miss this meeting to go? Yeah. Yep. Because of unity. It's bigger than that. That's dope. Yeah, man. That's what I want. That's unity, man. Yeah, that's, that's hard. Yeah. Well, some, the, you don't even the, know what they're saying. You're just, no, you're no just, idea. But, but you would be, we'd be making those noises and be in it because we're feeling it because we're part of something bigger mm -hmm. than us. And it's, yeah, it's just sport, but sports can unite everyone. Listen, guys, they flew up just to experience the pregame. Yeah. Yeah, this is. I'm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll, let's go. Right. I'm on my goddamn shirt. <laughs> I'm, I'm on my nets. Right. On the pitch. <laughs> yeah, see, look. <laughs> and we're going to have a, our own stadium. Not Nothing the city controls. They are building a stadium for the city, privately funded. And think about everything else that that, and it's not going <laughs> to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever think you'd be like, hyped to go to a fucking soccer game? I grew up in a town of 550 people. We had soccer that this, this guy that was a preacher, he wanted to put in a soccer program because he grew up playing soccer because he was from a bigger city. Mm -hmm. So we developed, we had this grade school soccer thing and nobody knew what the fuck they were doing, but you know, you paid the money to get the shirt and all this and with the after school soccer program and it was fun. And I was in mm -hmm. second and third grade. And then when I got to college, uh, we had started, a, uh, when I got to my four year after junior college, mm -hmm. uh, my senior year, 
I uh, uh, we had started a soccer program at the college, right? First mm-hmm. year for it. And uh, a couple people got hurt, and the coach called me. And I had a broken foot at the time. But I didn't have – my surgery was a few weeks out. So he's like, hey, man, I really need I need you to play. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? I haven't played soccer since second grade. He's like, that's more experience than most people. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, I can't run. I have a broken foot. He's like, oh, yeah, that's why you're going to be goalie. I was like <laughs> – or keeper. Yeah. And I was like – well, fuck it, man. All right, cool. If I can help out, like, let's do it. And well, I did it. And uh, just gonna say, someday I'm gonna have him on the the, pod, the podcast. He's Coach Bob Shukart. The first game, the first game in the history of my school, in my college, I had a shutout. We won four nil. <laughs> I had 27 saves. Damn. And yeah, granted, it was their first year of having a program as well. But not in the history books. It doesn't say that. <laughs> it just says that C.W. Adams. Even that on paper don't count. Right. C.W. Adams had a shutout in the first game in the school history. Damn. Yeah. Legend. Then we got we got fucking work the next day. But whatever. We ain't worried about that. Yeah, we're not worried about that. I got a fucking shutout. My first time stepping in goal in college. And I honestly, I mean, I couldn't kick the ball off the ground. I could punt it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, hand-eye coordination just from playing basketball and the, yeah. you know six-five, it, it helped. And I had some cool ass saves. It was fun. It was a great experience. And you know, the next year, like I was done with basketball, but I still played soccer, right? Just because they needed the guy. So yeah. I was in goal. It was cool. Mm-hmm. And you know, it wasn't the best of times. We didn't win a lot, but it was fun. Yeah. And I'll never forget it. Yeah, yeah. I still can't kick a fucking ball off the ground. There's an art form to it that I, if I would have grown up on it, it would have been way different. Right. Like if I had been from such a small town, I think soccer could have been. An, something for me yeah just being taller because most of your goalies or keepers or whatever they call them are taller and you know just big dudes you know like yeah i think maybe that could have been a viable option but you know i'll never read the experience and that's where my likeness for soccer because i became a nerd about it mm-hmm. and this is back i'm watching dvds about how to be better at soccer and like he gave me all these things to watch it was before youtube mm-hmm. and uh I, I had a blast and i love it and you know, it's fun. And the game is, the more you study about the history of the game and realize how it's brought countries together and brought mm-hmm. people together. And yeah, there's been some, there's cycles in anything you do. Yeah. This is being human. Yeah. This is the human, just the human, the, yeah. human, human experience, human nature. Yeah. And, but it's still like, it is a great game. And that experience is the shit. And I want that for our city because as much as we push back, soccer, soccer in St. Louis has a deep history. Deep history. Like, you, you if you want to look it up, man, it's, I mean, we ain't got to do it now, but St. Louis soccer. <laughs> Sound dirt. Sound dirt. Yeah. And then once you put, once you get in the group, they'll, they'll give you uh, a list of how the, the chants are going to go. Yeah. And they give you the words to all the chants. So you, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So you can, yeah. And if, all one sound, all one move. Mm-hmm. And then you learn that you know you, you learn all the you learn all the chants and you learn uh, you know and you're part of it. Even if you're not, you're still like clapping and doing stuff with them, and, yeah. and it's just it's just fun. And uh, it's it's just such an inclusive sport that I love. And I don't get me wrong, I, I love basketball, and basketball is my. My my jam and, and always gonna be my jam and what's funny is 
this is what's my mentality, how it's changed from my 20s and to my 30s. It used to be that uh, baseball is my favorite sport, blah, 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 blah. Just but in my mind, I was like, I was living this lie. Like, oh, I love basketball more than anything. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, even though I played college basketball, I still would say baseball is my favorite sport. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the mentality was then. I, I don't ever, I don't need to go back and figure out why I thought that way. But now I'm just like open and honest about it. And, you know, there was one night we were at, uh, a place and uh, I had him change it to the NBA game because I wanted to watch NBA basketball. I love I love NBA basketball. I'm not mm-hmm. ashamed of it. And then the <laughs> the manager just comes out and changes it to hockey and says the remark to the bartender, "Why is this on basketball? Nobody watches the NBA." I'm like, <laughs> and then I. Asked the bartender again. I was like, "Hey, I don't think anybody's really watching a hockey game. I was really into that that basketball game. Can we change it back?" And he's like, "Yeah, man, we can change it back." And then like they changed it back, and then the manager came and changed yeah, it again. Did you whip his ass on the second change? I'm about look here, bro. No, no. I, if I, I, I did say I had a conversation. I did. I didn't. Well, don't get me wrong. There was a part of me that was like, "We need to let this motherfucker know," because you. I don't want to get into the demographics. Sometimes the dark. I, that's fine. I'll be the bad guy. Yeah. I'll be the. I'll be the dark side of the yeah. situation. I mean, it's funny on a couple fronts, but uh, the, the point was, I wasn't going to dog him out because he didn't know anybody. You gonna learn today, right? But you I did learn today. I did. I did let it. I was like, he went to change again. I was like, hey man, I'm watching that game, and he's like, looked at. He was confused. And I was like, yeah, I, I really enjoy the NBA, man. I just really want to watch that game. And then. He's like, oh, okay, like just this bum fuzzled look in his face, like he didn't understand. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I stood up and went to the bathroom or whatever, and I came back. He's like, oh, I get, I understand why you're the Oh, because I'm tall. Yeah, that's heightest. <laughs> you're a heightest. You're a fucking heightest. <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing, but it sounds good right now. <laughs> but you know, it's it's. However, he needed to justify it in his head. It's fine, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not here to teach everyone. Can save everybody. No. And he'll understand when he understands. Eh, I'm not mad about it. It is what it is. It was just more funny to me. Mm-hmm. Because I guess he thought since there was no black people in the bar that nobody was watching mm-hmm. NBA. Mm-hmm. Let's get down to the, the, the corporate. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Yeah. And and it sucks that people think that way, man. Mm-hmm. But so I guess if I'd have been there, I'd be like, oh, he knows watching basketball. Oh, he would have left alone. Oh. Yeah. Even though you're over there watching hockey or something. Yeah. <laughs> He's my name is Dante. <laughs> I want to watch hockey, and uh, but yeah, I, I, basketball is my 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 game and my love, and and I love watching it. Just learning new stuff about basketball and watching these fucking supreme athletes mm-hmm. play. Baseball is a love of mine as well, and I, I love baseball, the history of it, and it has a lot. You know, when I'm at a game, I'm thinking of my grandpa because he was such a fan, and he never went to games. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know just. You're from a small town, like you don't do that shit. You know? like, yeah, I mean that's was what was available during his time. Yeah, that and so the thing. he would listen to the radio and listen to the Cardinals game. And I remember sitting on his lap, listening to the radio with him, listening to the Cardinals game. Oh, that's the one that was the gangster fisherman. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I only had one. I only had one. Never met the other one, so it's, um, it's cool. But he was the yeah he was he he just with his old age he just got he got surly. But you know his his grandson was yeah, yeah. his grandson. <laughs> The most gangster one was my grandma. 
because there was one time I said something I shouldn't have in front of a person when we were fishing. Mm-hmm. It was basically like the guys like, uh, "Hey, you know, make sure they're wearing their life jacket when they're out in the water," because it was like a private lake, or mm-hmm. private. It was wasn't a pond. It was bigger than a pond. It was a lake. Don't die my dime. Right, and so like my grandpa was like, "Oh." Uh, yeah, oh yeah, he's always got his life jacket on. I'm like, no, no, Grandpa, I don't wear it all the time. Uh, you being a kid, being honest. This yeah. Is, this is called we're lying right now, son. <laughs> <laughs> so when we when we get back to the house, I'm all like this, and he's like, see, Gabby, sometimes you gotta keep your damn mouth shut, shut, or your goddamn mouth shut. Yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. so I walk inside crying, and <laughs> walk inside crying, and then my grandma's like, just instant fury. Why are you crying? Grandpa yelled at me. Oh my God. <laughs> Christine Adams went. I've never, like, I, and I still remember her, like, talking to him because my, my grandpa's name was Guy, and, and I just remember her, like, shaking her finger and talking to him. I don't know what she said. Mm. But she rice. came and picked me up and, like, was just holding me and like telling me everything's okay, and I'm just like bawling my eyes out, you know, because you know, you, you know, it's fucking I don't know. Got my grandbaby, yeah, and my grandbaby cry, right, mother. <laughs> and, and, but yeah, I just and that one that that one sticks out in my head so much. Yeah, not not their grandbaby, not mm-hmm. my grandbaby, mm-hmm. not my grandson. <laughs> it, my it's grandbaby. just yeah. This is that's what I'm learning, man. Like. Uh, the, you think you're in control until you mess with somebody's grandkid, and, yeah. and then it's almost like the, the grandma and the grandpa are like, "I live my life. I will kill him. <laughs> I got nothing left, baby. <laughs> I got nothing to lose. God damn it. <laughs> I got nothing left." But to finish, you were saying about who they got. So it's like the Whitecaps, the Sounders, the Timbers out of Portland. Then there's the Earthquakes out of San Jose. Okay. And then there's. But what's I think the relativity of those is further away than what. Right, so it'd be, it would be the fourth one in California. So it would be Sacramento, San Jose, then the two L.A. clubs, the Los Angeles Football Club, and then the Galaxy. But they're they're further away. Like, Kansas City's four hours, Chicago's four hours, yeah, Nashville's I think, four hours. I think San Jose would probably be the closest, northern right. California. Right. And then it would be all the way down the coast to L.A. to get to yeah. other ones. Yeah. So I, I, I'm cool and with these. Them. And these are the ones that we call – if St. Louis get one, it would be like St. Louis would be – I mean, I guess San Louis would be on the eastern because Kansas City's on the west. Is Chicago and Kansas City in the same conference? No, They're Chicago not. is. Uh, they may realign though. Yeah, they might. They might have to because I don't know why they wouldn't. If you're up to thirty teams, I mean, I think thirty is a good number. I think so too. I mean, if you're going to get bigger, it, you know, you don't want to water down the market, obviously. But I don't. I don't know if you can. Not one soccer's, soccer's soccer's on such an uptick. Yeah, it's yeah. I, it's already getting more attendance than, than and hockey and basketball. And especially going forward with parents are not letting their kids play football no. anymore. We need to be ahead of the fucking curve as a city. That was my whole point whenever they, they shot it down the first time. It's like, you guys are, aren't looking at the macro. You're looking at the fucking micro. You still think the Cardinals are fucking... Don't get me wrong, people still go in the Cardinal game. But their, their average... Uh, Atlanta just joined last year. Damn. Oh, Atlanta? Mm-hmm. Cincinnati just joined. This Atlanta year. was in the playoffs. They joined 2017. Oh, Cincinnati was the other one they talked about. Uh, Cincinnati, Cincinnati team is uh, they have not. 
Yeah, like eight stopped this year. Yeah. So that that's another one. So I mean, it, it'd almost be like a the baseball conference, yeah, or like you yeah, know, that's not this year. Yeah. So and yeah, that was the other one. Cincinnati and Columbus. I mean, Cincinnati's what? Uh, Cincinnati. Then there's Columbus Crew. Yeah, they've been around. They were original. Cincinnati, then Atlanta, Orlando. So like our closest, if we our closest would be Chicago, Kansas City, Memphis. No, that, that's it. So it'd be Chicago. Kansas City, then go Cincinnati and Nashville. And no, there's no Nashville in my list. Yeah, uh, I'm, I don't see nothing. Hold up, there was because they talked about in the article that there was a Nashville. Uh, they're expected. They're expected to expand to 2014 by 2020. 2014 is now set to play in 2014. This is set by the 19th uh, tw- tw- this year. That would be, I guess, tw- 2014 is 24th. Team, I thought you were saying twenty fourteen. I'm like, no, twenty fourth team is Cincinnati. That would be this year. I swear to God, there was something about Nashville in the last thing. No, nope, 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 nope. Because the Eastern Conference teams are Atlanta, Chicago, Columbus, DC, Cincinnati, Montreal, New England, New York, New York, Orlando, Philly, Toronto. And then the West teams are Colorado, Dallas, Houston. Cali, Cali, Minnesota, Portland, Utah, San Jose, Seattle, Kansas City, okay. Vancouver. All right, so the Nashville MLS team will be a Major League Soccer expansion franchise that is expected to begin in 2020. The club uh, will be based in Nashville, Tennessee, and plans to make their home matches at Nashville Fairgrounds, okay. a 27,500-seat stadium. That was the other point. You're gonna build. They're going to build this new Stadium. Okay, I see it now. It's in. I see the future. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, St. Louis, we get the, we get the, we get to come up and get it. Mm-hmm. They're gonna build that thirty thousand seat stadium down by Union Station. Revive Union Station because Union Station is, it's getting an aquarium, and now you're gonna mm-hmm. have the fucking, like, yes, that's what we need. Mm-hmm. And then we're gonna be in this up and coming sport that's been up and coming for a while, because the rise in people playing soccer now is more than it's ever been. And it keeps growing because less and less people are playing football, right. a fucking Neanderthal sport, where people are becoming handicapped because they're running their head into a fucking another person's head. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just, this is the, the, the key. You want to reach the youth and you want to give the youth something? Yeah. Be ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. You know? Be ahead of the game. Let's be ahead of the game for once. Yeah. Granted, you know, the, the Cardinals are still going to be the Cardinals, even though their attendance is going down. Mm-hmm. Because their their average season ticket holder is like sixty in the sixties, because they're dying. They are, but baseball's still a thing. Baseball doesn't do a good job of of baseball. It takes a lot to be, but it takes a lot to be a baseball, being a baseball team. Like it's yeah. not it's it's, yeah. it's not as inclusive as like soccer. I mean, the ball and yeah, a couple cans or basketball. Like right, yeah, it takes a lot. But I mean, there's still parts of what what's say baseball is. There's parts of baseball you can do without having a full team. Like, you and I can go play catch. Yeah. You know, that type of thing. And baseball's been around a long time, and we built baseball. Like, baseball is an American sport, yeah. and that's, you know, football is too. Uh, basketball I think, is too. Yeah, it was. James Naismith. Mm-hmm. Basketball is basketball's my jam. I love it. And basketball's had a resurgence. Basketball was dying for a bit. They they, they bought into they bought into the players. Like, I think baseball and football still have that team – like people, kids buy into individual players. You have to spotlight. Yeah, I'll give you that. Individual players. Like I want to buy the Bryce Harper shoes if they if he has shoes. I don't know. But right, like, right. You have to elevate your 
individual players. That's what makes them come back. I want to see LeBron play. You hear people say, I'm a Kobe fan. I like the Lakers, but I like the Kobe. I like whatever their player is. You have to embrace the world you live in, not the world that was. Back right. in the day, yeah, okay, I am a team guy. Now it's like, I like the yeah. person. I like the personality. And, and I have my disagreements with baseball a lot. Especially, I shouldn't say baseball. I have my disagreements with the Cardinals a lot. Like, when, when they're still trying to frame this image that they're a small market team, motherfucker, you are not a small market team. That shit drives me fucking insane. Who are you telling Let's right, you Yankee fan? Yeah. Well, that's Cardinal. Like, whoa, calm down. That's not. That's not the fucking case anymore. No, it's not. And and that's the shit that I don't like. It's like stop thinking. When I bring up the Bryce Harper shit, mm-hmm. people are like, oh, we don't need to spend the money. Blah 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 blah. The motherfucker's twenty six. You give him a ten year deal. Give him a twelve year deal. Mm-hmm. Every four years, you have an option. Let the motherfucker walk if you if he's not producing. We have the money, but we're not, like, I, I'm just tired of this shit. That's man. how you get people, people, players, these kids, these new players, these new athletes are not giving a good goddamn about your history. No. I want you to. And now with, with as much money you can make off your socials now? If you, if you get me there, I'm going to bring people here because I want to play with those people. Mm-hmm. So I might not be a, 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 a B-list player, but I'll, if Bryce is there, I fuck with Bryce personally. I like what Bryce right. doing. I go fuck with Bryce. Right. Now I'm listening. But you could be a mid-level dude and go to New York, and you're going to take less money, but mm-hmm. the money you're going to make off of uh, your all your uh, endorsements. Like your endorsements. But now for baseball, all these sports, there's more than just if you're a baseball player, you have bats and shoes and whatever, cleats and mm-hmm. all that stuff. You can get all kinds of fucking shit because of social media. Mm-hmm. And why these guys are taking less money to go to bigger markets is you're marketing to a bigger land of people. Yeah. I'm, I'm, people. I'm marketing globally. I'm not marketing this to well, my hometown. It's, but, but you could be a mid-level guy making, I know this is going to sound bad, but like mid-level guy making $7 million a year. Mm-hmm. But if you're a good dude and you're, you're a cool person and you're active on your social media and you, you're spending the money to get you know little videos, whatever, mm-hmm. building your social media up, you can make another $2 million a year off your fucking social media mm-hmm. by getting all these local places to pay. Like, that's where people aren't thinking, like, oh, fuck them if they don't want to come to St. Louis and, and, and play for the Cardinals. No, man. That's why you never be great. Because you, you like, get this. And I can't say anything because I used to feel that way. Oh, I'm from Southern Illinois, and you're big dicking me because you said Southern Illinois shit. I'm like, cool, man. I get it. Like, you had advantage growing up as far as, like, in this area, but I had advantage in this area because I know how to work and I know how not to let little shit bother me, you know? Whatever. That's the thing. But there's always that mentality that fucking, fuck you if you don't think such and such. You know, like, you make fun of small That's town. That's in the wrong, wrong, yeah. wrong, yeah, wrong way. Yeah. I want to keep Southern Illinois secret, in a sense, until I... Make it not a secret. <laughs> <laughs> Just a few more years. Just a couple more years, I think. And then, and then everything's going to come crazy. And then... My- like the us, I think the us against them mentality should be not be like a actual them as in a group of people. But us against them as into a... Into a I, almost like a... 
thinking space. You know, it's not yeah. like us and them, them should be attacked on bad ideas, not us against them attack on like people. Yeah. Well, just like attack bad ideas of us against them. And when we say our tribe is, yeah. and we going against them, it's them as a thought process of negative and not being. We have to open their minds. Yeah. I don't want to physically, it's not us against them. It's, right. It's us showing them a different way and opening their mind. Just like uh, when they talk about in Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Was we're not going to hide anymore. We're going to show yeah. people how this Wakanda. Yeah, we can bring what we do great to the world and make right. all of us great. Right, and that's the same mentality you and I have. We never talk about us versus them. We we talk about enlightening people to maybe thinking a little differently rather than getting pissed off about shit that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe looking, finding the positive in everything. Dave and I had the conversation. Uh, uh, him and I were going back and forth on DMing each other on Instagram because always a silver lining. There's always a silver lining in it. Right. I mean, not like that. I mean, (laughs) carry on. Sorry. Uh, But no, it's silver lining. And when your thought process as a human goes to everything has a silver lining, yeah, there's some shit that's going to suck. It's going to suck and there's nothing you can do. But all you can do is fall back to the mentality of I learned you know, that's the silver lining. I learned this. I learned that. I'm going to be better next time, and this isn't going to happen again mm-hmm. because I know better. And and think about how grateful you were to have that experience too. Right. You know. You know. And, and, and yeah, like there's there's some experience death and and you know. Oh, that's just yeah. Right. That's, that, that's just, just yeah. unavoidable. That's, a, that's a, yeah. That's a process that you have to deal with, and you deal with it your own way. I don't deal well with death because I think everything's infinite and it's always going to be this way. You know, when my uncle passed away in 2018, it 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 dropped me for a minute, man. Mm-hmm. Because he was such a big part of my life, and he's one that really showed me that there is a different way to think. Yeah, and that's the most powerful shit there is. When he was on his deathbed, and I was talking to him, and I'm just crying my eyes out talking to him, and he was just telling me like, "Hey, man, I'm at peace." Yeah. I'm okay. I'm, I'm going to be fine. Yeah. You know, and, I, and and me comprehending that, I felt at peace with him. He knew he knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. And the only reason he hadn't left before that was because my cousins, his daughters, beautiful people, just weren't ready for him to leave. Yeah. And he told me that. He's like, they weren't ready for me. They weren't ready for me to leave, so I stayed. He's like, they're stronger now. Mm-hmm. They're okay with it. Everything's gonna be fine. It's a good thing. Everything's fine. And I, you know, I still think that. You know, his motto in life, he was a, uh, a social worker. He has MSW, uh, his master's in social work. Uh, he, his motto, he had a, had the license plate on his car. Kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been a thing. Mm-hmm. And that's where, when I talk about, you know, what we're doing is simplicity. Keep things simple. Don't over overdo it. Because when you start trying to change little things here and there and make everything real super fucking complicated, mm-hmm. and it doesn't need to be, Mm-mm. you're fucking up. Mm-mm. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, man. Damn, I had a, I had, oh, I, oh, speaking of death, I'm like, I went to a funeral. When I was helping with that funeral, I was like, I, I, my, my days are coming. Like I've had, I've had all my, my aunts and my uncles up all, I've, had, I've only lost my, recently my grandfather, I think last year. 
than my grandmother like 10 years ago. But like my immediate like auntie and uncles, I'm like, damn, I'm the oldest nephew that's always around. So if I'm 30, y'all 60, 50, mm-hmm. we on the way. I said, who's going to, I'm not going to be, I'm going to be the shit show. Right. <laughs> Hope my sister's strong enough to handle this shit when they got to figure right. this shit out. Cause right. like, my mom has done it thus far for all, you know, everybody. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, uh, mom, I don't want this job. <laughs> like, right. I just want to, I just want to be a mess. I want to be consoled. I want to be held. I want to be, right. a, I want to be the one to be passing out. Cause I said, I, I was like, I was getting teared up. I'm like, what is this discharge? Like, oh, right. oh God, this is, uh, oh, it's coming. It's right. coming down the pipe. I said, right. and I was so blessed and happy that my mom had my stepdad when she went through it. Cause he was able to be there for her in ways right. I just wasn't prepared or trained to be so. I mean, I, I, I could have rose to the challenge if it need be, right. but I'm glad she had him, so I didn't have to at the time when my grandfather passed away. Right. And he was walking with her through that whole process. I'm like, damn, I've been blessed to have all this time, you know, where I've had to grow and we've all been healthy and long, but that shit's, that's just on the way. It's on the way. Hopefully it's not me. Hopefully, you know, we know the way we want it to happen, right. our way it should happen. But anything could change in a heartbeat. But I'm like, God damn, this shit, our day's coming. Yeah. It's on the way. I said, fuck. No, you're talking your days on the way, meaning for more of Just going through that. Just going yeah, through the, okay, the grief you. process yeah, yeah. of losing and dealing with all the things that come along with losing somebody you care for. And, and hopefully, and hopefully it goes out in the peaceful way as possible. It's not nothing tragic. It's just old right. age and you lived your life and right. a quick, you know, easy process, you know. But it's like, I haven't, I haven't had no tragic murder none of that stuff that you see in the world happen mm-hmm. to us directly mm-hmm. and we were blessed to have that and you know it's like i hope we're all strong enough to right. handle it when it comes because it comes to everybody i think that for myself as i get older you know we talk about all the time binary about situations but when it comes to death man that the binary shit just i can't it, it, it goes out the window yeah i can't i can't that to me is just I don't know. It's really hard for me to deal with, and I know it's There's some people can. I just can't. You know, uh, my girlfriend's situation. You know, like she dealt with death early, really fucking early, mm-hmm. way more death than I've ever dealt with. Yeah, and and I couldn't imagine. Think about being. Think about her situation when she was nineteen. 19, both parents passed away within nine months of each other. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then you've got this money that from them passing, and now you've got all this and all this responsibility you didn't have before, you know, and, you know, you're the only one left of your family. Ugh. I mean, yeah, you have some aunts and uncles, whatever. Yeah. But, like, as far as your immediate, it's just you. 19. I would have been dead. If I had nothing, nobody to, yeah, I, man, just, I, I, then, then you wonder. Then, we, then it makes sense why people are so strong. Yeah. You know, when you, you get when you get that kind of experience of humanity mm-hmm. so so early, and you get through it, don't shit else matter. Like man, right. I give a fuck. Like, right. Look exactly, and then you know when I was going through things with my uncle and, and like, I didn't want to complain to her about it mm-hmm. because I felt guilty if I did, because she'd been through so much. Yeah. 
and then I think I was in this room, just like I came down here, was just sitting here and just like thinking about all the times I had with my uncle and and just bawling. And she might have been if she might she probably was the best person to talk to about because who knows better than her, right? Oh no, she like I came back upstairs and like she came home or whatever, and like she could see that I'd been upset and then like. I had a total just breakdown. Yeah. And she was like, why do you feel like you can't? Because I was telling her, like, I, I, I'm sorry. I, like, yours has been way worse than mine. I'm feeling, like, really weak about it, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no. No. Everyone deals with it differently. Mm-hmm. Everybody does it differently. She's like, it makes me sad that you feel like you couldn't talk to me about it. It's like, I just didn't, you know, I felt weak. You know, like, I, like you've dealt with so much. And then I'm just, you know, a mess about my uncle and, you know, and she's yeah. like, she me like, no, that's not a thing. Like, I'm, you're, we're together because we're supposed to be together. And we, yeah. you know, she's like, I'm here for you, good and bad. And like, this is the whole thing. And, yeah. you know, I broke down again mm-hmm. and just like, because I had so much I wanted to show him that I could do. Mm-hmm. And I felt this, I don't know the exact terminology for it, but like, it was like, I wanted to prove that I, I was more than what people perceived me as. Yeah. And I don't know if that's ego or, or I don't know. It's like, I, I think that's, I don't think it's ego in a bad way. You just want to, you want to know that what he put into you wasn't wasted. Yeah. You want to show that you appreciated the lessons he taught you directly and indirectly and that his time investment in you wasn't, uh, wasn't put to, wasn't done, uh, what's the word, uh, in, in vain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and then just the same thing with, with with my dad, you know, like my biological father and my my stepfather in air quotes, mm-hmm. which is my dad, like just showing him that his efforts weren't wasted. Yeah, you know that I'm here to do that, and and I'm going to show him in a big way, but it's like, do, do I really need to be that to be my main focus, or is it just going out and being a good person and doing those things and he sees it. I, yeah. I don't know. Cause we, he and I don't talk like that, but you know, like, I don't know. Some, that, that's something I got to work out through my self work and, and be at peace with the fact that, you know, everything's going to come to fruition. Everything's going to be fine. I don't have to prove anything to him. Mm-hmm. I don't need his validation, even though I know he's proud of me and he, 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 you know, he doesn't express it, which is fine. Mm-hmm. He does it his way. It's small town mentality, right? That's and, the way. And a lot of and a lot of men, I mean, a lot of men aren't, especially taught, from that older. Yeah, older shit, we have a hard time now. We have all the tools and information at our, at our fingertips, and we still have a hard time communicating our appreciation and love for other men, mm-hmm. our friends we care about. You know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying we still having that. That's a that's a taught behavior. You have to teach, right? As women are taught to do, be emotional and expressive, and and that men have to be taught as well. Like I'm comfortable doing that because I was raised by women, so I know mm-hmm. I have a comfort in that. So I have no problem saying right. I love my guys, or that's my dude, or right. you know, yada yada yada, because I am from that uh, cultural education. But a lot right. of men are repressed, are have been raised to repress their their their, their emotions, and that's to make you weak. No, showing your emotions makes you strong. Right, and and that's where I think a lot of like. The generation ahead of, I'll say ahead of me, uh, talk about the the kids today. They're weak, blah 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 blah. Like, 
uh, they're such babies, blah, 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 because they, they were taught not to express that emotion. And my thought process on it is, I don't think they're weak. I think that they, yes, they're emotional. I can't fault them because I think they're that way because their parents did not like that part of them when they were growing up from their mm-hmm. parents. Right. Maybe they overcompensated and now that person, their child is emotional to a point where like their parents don't understand it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, if a person is expressing how they feel, cool. Yeah. There are some, I guess, uh, exceptions where people are just being a little bit over the top. Yeah. Too much. Too much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's uh, honestly, uh, I'm cool with being open and telling everybody, you know, expressing how you feel. But there's some things like I don't. Time, it's also a time and place. Yeah, and also I don't honestly like some stuff. I don't give a fuck how you feel about it. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Balance, man. It's fine. Right. It's fine. It's fine that, that that place of zen right in the middle. Right. I just uh, you know, man, we went deep there today. Yeah, I liked it though. I'm glad I wasn't drinking because I probably would start crying. <laughs> It, it, it got a whole. It got a whole. <laughs> yeah, uh, but that's what we're here for, man. We're here to talk, and that's why, like you and I, can we could literally probably do a podcast every day just talking about stuff, mm-hmm. and and that's why we are on the right path, and we're gonna be everything's gonna be fine. <laughs> Everything gonna be, be all okay. right. Everything gonna be all right. Anything left to add, my man? I ain't got shit. I mean, I do, but I don't know. Yeah, I ain't got much of anything. Yeah. I know you want to get back out on the road. And... I really, I really don't, but uh, it needs to happen. I don't know. I mean, I, I think I love a good emotional conversation. You know, I, I, you know, it's 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 a balanced thing. You got to mm-hmm. realize time and place. That's probably the biggest thing I remember from my grandmother back in the day. Is like I always harping and saying like, "There's a time and place for everything," mm-hmm. and it's true. There's times mm-hmm. to be super, you know, masculine or aggressive, and to get things done. There's also times to relax and and just play your play your part and i think those that figure out time and place and and will do the most good and like i try like even with my nephew's three years old you know and i try to be some some type of example of how to handle things and then when they chill out what are you doing i talk to our children like adults like so what's wrong why right. are you crawling? Why are you crying? Right. How can I help you? What Why are you, you crawling? You should be walking now, <laughs> motherfucker. Like, how, are you, well, how was today? Why'd you do that? Well, right. next time, this is not going to work. You're not going to cry right now. <laughs> All in the calm voice. Like, I can't get it. Right. You know, that yelling. Because I always see how my cousin, like, she you know, she yells and raise hell. Then you buy them what they want. Like, that's not going to get things done. Like, what's the, like, stop. Then my mom has her. Then, you know, my mom does, have done the yelling thing. I'm like. Let's have com- let's have a conversation. Uh, conversations yeah. in a calm right. tone wins and lasts a lot longer than raising hands. Most time and place to say, "Hey, shut your ass down." Yeah, and, and, and kids act differently. You know, like uh, mm-hmm. it, you got to figure out individual basis what works best for your interaction with this child, whether it be your child or another child mm-hmm. or. Or uh, you know your nephew, you know yeah. you have to figure out what works for them. That's and, the individual thing. Too. And all the surrounding components, like I say, people forget they get so stuck in the macro of like my child. You forget like maybe maybe this hood living and all this stuff that's around him also plays into his behavior or his temperament. Like mm-hmm. maybe the guy you had a kid was crazy, but you chose like you have to add all these factors into this equation to get the sum you want. You keep leaving out parts of the equation, so you wonder why you're getting. 
in complete numbers. You had to add in all the equations, the the minus, the parentheses, the mm-hmm. exponents, all that shit. Yeah, it all matters. Yeah, you, and, and you know, with my child, she, you know, it's it's case by case with her. Like mm-hmm. there's sometimes where everything's cool and and you know I can talk to her. What I figured out that works for her, what she really likes, what she really digs, is like if she wants to do something. Let's say, I don't know, like, we'll say, for instance, not that this has happened, but like, shooting the basketball. Mm-hmm. We're out on the court. She's like, Dad, what'd you think? And I'm like, well, I think you, you, you tried really hard, but like, try putting your arm in like this. She's like, what, like this, Dad? I'm like, yeah, just put it in. And then, you know, her uh, fingers in a teacup. Mm-hmm. She's like, what's a teacup? I was like, fingers in a glass of water. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because she didn't know what a teacup. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. But then, chance, what? <laughs> and so, like, it's it's almost like she wants me to judge her, like a, like a judge. Like, oh, you did this, you know, like 2.0, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, and it's just, you know, I'm not yelling at her and trying to, to change everything. But it's like, oh, okay, that's cool. You did, you did great. You tried really hard. Mm-hmm. But what, uh, what if you tried this? Yeah. And she responds to that really well. And so I've been... Adding that in other things, and maybe that's that system may run its course, and I may have to change it up again. Yeah, but the thing in my head is, I know that it can't be the same way, not yeah. the way I, you know, the way I was raised, and and it taught me. I had to learn was you fuck up, you get your ass beat. Mm-hmm. You you know, like I wasn't a fast runner because I just didn't know how to run, mm-hmm. and you know. I got yelled at all the time. Why are you so fucking slow? Blah, 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 blah. Which, you know, I came to peace with that. And I'm okay with it now. I've learned that there's different components that go into, you know, running fast. There were, you know, I learned how to be faster because you have to work at it. And you know, there's form and all this other stuff to it. Whereas where my dad was brought up was you're the faster not. There's no way to get better at being faster. There's no way to get better at this. You are what you are. Yeah. You can't work at something and get better. Either you have it or you don't. Right. And I knew growing up, I'm like, oh, man, something feels weird. Like, I feel like, because there'd be some flashes of greatness where I do some shit where I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Where's my dad? Did you see that? Dad, did you yeah. see that? You know? Yeah. And then there was one time when uh, we were at a family reunion and we were playing basketball and I'm just out there just schooling these motherfuckers, man. <laughs> like, just, just pull up jumpers, like, mm-hmm. spinning, head fakes, like, all this shit. And dad told me after... I didn't even realize he was watching. I was just out there just showing these motherfuckers what was up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> showing showing who the alpha was in the, in the, huh. in, on the basketball court. And my dad's like, I've never seen you play like that. He's like, I... He didn't say in awe, but he was like, I was... I think he was impressed. Yeah. And I was like, well, yeah, dad, that's how I play. He's like, do this shit in the fucking game! You know, <laughs> like, because, you know, in the game... You know, in high school in the game, like my high school team was really good for for being a small town. Yeah. Like every our top six guys all played college basketball. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was always playing my role instead of just trying to expand my role. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I was down there just you embraced your truth. Yeah, you, you found peace within yourself, so you wasn't worried about nothing but enjoying being there. Uh, in a sense, I think I just didn't know no better. Yeah, I didn't know. Sometimes ignorance is bliss. Sometimes. Sometimes. But, you know, the, my mentality now, if I would have had it when I was in school, because mm-hmm. we made a run for that state title, 
Maybe. Maybe. But I can't concentrate on that shit. I'm just worried about what's going on now and and where I'm trying to get to. So, but it's made me stronger now because I didn't feel as though I reached my apex in high school because that really does a lot of times it it slows people down as adults because a lot of people think they reached their apex in high school. Why do mm-hmm. you think that you know why is always the head cheerleader and the best sports player getting married straight out of high school? Because they are the alphas of that situation. Mm-hmm. Then they get married and the guy doesn't grow as a person, but the woman is growing as a person. Mm-hmm. Then she's like, you know what? Fuck this. I need to find another alpha. So then the guy at 28, 30, who got married young, has to rediscover himself. Hopefully he does. Most of them just get stuck and just keep yeah. spinning wheels. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that nowadays people are learning, but think about, think about back in the day. Uh, let's say the eighties, nineties, mm-hmm. when motherfuckers are getting married super early, and and you know like, oh, the most popular person married the most popular person, they got this perfect relationship, and then, bam, then you're Al Bundy, right? Exactly. Concentrate about your four was it four touchdowns in one game? Yeah, keep going. Yeah. You you let him in. Poke, yeah, the poke high, poke high, yeah. Poke high. yeah. yeah. And and that's that's the shit. That was reality for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, that. I mean, it still it still happens in yeah. smaller communities because they still think that old mentality. And try to make it great again. No, right. make tomorrow better than yesterday. Yeah. Every year of my life, I feel has gotten better. I've never, in my mind, it, maybe I'm wrong, but in my mind, I've always everything. I've always tried to make everything better, without even knowing it. Like I used to have, you know, I remember in my mid twenties, always in October, I'd always be depressed. I haven't been depressed about shit in for fucking. I can't remember the last time I was depressed about anything. But in my mid twenties, right around my birthday, it always hit me. Don't know why, yeah. but it always did. Now it's like I, I, I never have a bad day. I just I can't remember the last time I was like, oh, I'm just having a bad day. No, 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 no. I refuse to have bad days. It just it, it's a waste of time. Yeah, it is. Like what? What are you going to be down? All about? you have is time. Why right. waste it having a bad day? Right. That's the like we always say. The only thing you can't replace in life is time. Yeah. I can't buy it. I can't bottle it up. I can't nope. save it. Nope. All I got is now. That's why the Sularians is so special to me because we have a platform that we are building that to show people that it's okay. This shit happened in the past. Happened in the past. Mm-hmm. You can't concentrate on what that was. Nope. All you can worry about is now and build something better for yourself. Yes. And as long as we're staying on it, you just got to keep on that path of getting better every day. And it's the little things you do each day, those small steps that are going to add up to big and, results. And pull somebody else up on your way. Yeah. Always be looking to pull somebody Don't else hide up. the shit. Mm-mm. Don't ever hide it. And that's, <laughs> I still, when, when people, that mentality of, oh, I'm not going to share what we're doing because, you know, it's going to go away if we don't. No, motherfucker. If you share how you got to success and you show people that path, all it's going to do is make your path greater and make everything around you better. Leaders be of leaders. They do yeah. all day. It's 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 so funny to me when people think when somebody has success that they can't do it because that person has something magical. Motherfucker, magical what? He had discipline enough to get up every day and do something. Something other than what you're doing mm-hmm. to make itself better, and that's why 
you and I get along so well because we're both trying to make each other better every day in some way. Yeah. And now that people are starting to see that, whether it be they listen to our podcast or not, just being around us and the energy we have now, my energy that I have now and the, the energy I'm giving off is different than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. I, I'm talking to people that I've never talked to before. I'm giving more people a chance and I'm really being just giving love like we talked about, giving love. Mm-hmm. And it's people responding to it. People see a difference. Mm-hmm. Not just in my physical appearance, but in my mental appearance as well. Yeah. Same thing with you. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I see it in you. The, the way, the confidence you have when you walk in a room, like you're not, you know, used to, it was maybe like a, a you'd stand out more. You know, the, the, the back end when you had, <laughs> your drip was hard. <laughs> and now, and now the drip is just like, this is my drip. This is, right, because that, that drip, I can pull that drip by any time. Mm-hmm. That, that's always going to be a part of me, and I can activate it mm-hmm. at a heartbeat. Because you know, I got that figured out, mm-hmm. you know. But now, my drip is more of an energy vibe drip, where I know I don't have to wear all that to get the same response. I can get, I can get the same great response on a ba- on, on a on a off on a chill day with no haircut. I can get with fresh everything and right. a cut. And, and you also don't. I think maybe back then you needed, you wanted that validation. Of people like, oh, you have nice clothes on. I thought I needed that. I yeah. thought this is the only way people's going to notice me or even give me the opportunity to present myself, where I can just be whatever. I, I'm bigger than my. I'm bigger than my my fit. Yeah, my drip is is I am my drip. My drip's not me. Exactly. Yes, and that's what we I, I we are both trying to relate to people all the time. Like, you are who you are. You are enough. Mm-hmm. You don't need to put on a show for people. Just be yourself and be who you are. Yep. There's no reason to put a mask on. It, and it's all you can always be better. Yeah. And don't ever think you've arrived. I, I, we'll be sitting at a studio in years, years from now, and just like we're still going to be getting better every day. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be 80 and still like talking about how I could be better. I'm never going to arrive. Yeah. And and it's that's where people are really, I think, getting misguided. They think you get to a point and you don't have to grow anymore. Yeah. Shit's every day. Yeah. <laughs> like you're saying, change is inevitable. Progress is an option. And you just, have to choose. Yeah. And if you stop, if you choose to stop progressing. The world doesn't stop. No. No. I know that stuff. if the place I work at, if I was didn't go back tomorrow when it's just work, I don't show up, we're gonna be fine. It's gonna be doing the same shit. Maybe maybe the numbers won't be the same, but there's still I mean, the shit's still gonna go. The mm-hmm. shit's still gonna open every day. Mm-hmm. With or without me. With or without Is that song? you. That's like Rod Stewart. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the hell that came out of I don't know. I have. I still to this day, my mom. My mom has been with my dad for thirty-eight years. Mm-hmm. And uh, if Rod Stewart walked in and was like, "Let's go," she would throw it all the way. Yeah, yeah. she loves that dude. Yeah, I get it. Cameron Diaz, that's fine. Throw it all the way. Be like, well, the uh, Cameron came by. This isn't gonna work out well for us. I gotta. I'm going with Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> I say that now, but it, I'd probably be like, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm stuck out here in L.A., man. Like, uh, just well, my other friend. Okay. <laughs> you have to meet him one day. <laughs> Someday. Uh, actually, yeah, you you'd be the first call. So be like, Marcus, I got, I need to. Can you get me home? <laughs> on the way. I just uh, on the way. Didn't work out with camera. Sorry. You don't understand. <laughs> you don't know until you try. Worth <laughs> a shot. I just. Uh, and, and I hope people understand where we're coming from. And, you know, we, we did ramble a little bit, but whatever, man, it's it's our podcast. We can do whatever we're fucking going right? <laughs> I'm going to do what I want. I don't want to do what I want. <laughs> oh, man, I'm so excited about this year. We've literally just doing shit that people just, I wish they understand that it's not like a special sauce. They just they can do the same thing, and we're here to help them. Mm-hmm. And... People have asked to be in the podcast because I love them and I want them to be a part of it. And they're just like, "What? Do I don't have nothing to say. I have nothing." To That's say. so baffling. Like, dude, you. I'm like, <laughs> what do you what mean? Do you mean? Are you alive? Have you been through shit? That's yeah. something to say. Like, you have plenty to share. You you think your life's about you and it's not. It's about how you help other people and through your experiences and yeah, whatever it's, and it's, how that back and forth. Man, you, you have nothing you, to say. The, the oh. biggest one I want to have on is is one of the most impressive people to me because of where he came from and what he's doing. It's like. I don't have nothing to say. Yeah, you do. You yeah, have you such a story. Everybody has a story. Everybody has a story. And he's going to be on here. And I'm going to tell him. And, and it's going to be a deep one for me when I get him on. Because he is such a great, great fucking person. That he doesn't realize everything he's done because mm-hmm. of how he grew up. And self-confidence wasn't a thing. And like he's been shit on a lot. Even right. though he's overcame and he's done some great fucking shit. That he didn't think is great. Mm-hmm. But I see him like, yeah, it's amazing how we stick, we hold on to the bad and figure out the good. It's it's because, I, I you know, Aubrey talks about it a lot, but it's you are good enough. Yeah, you're always good enough. You Absolutely. are you. These gifts that you're given, you do deserve them because if you've put in the work, you've done the things, and mm-hmm. a lot of people just don't. They is it self deprecate. Um, it's like uh, the four agreements say be impeccable with your words. Mm-hmm. So let's just don't self-talk. Cause no negative self-talk. No negative self-talk, right. right. So, you know. Is it okay to make fun of yourself, though? Yeah, because that's not really self. That's not really being negative, just making fun of your truth in a comedic way. But, like, saying, like, I'm not good enough or I'm trash or that was that kind of stuff. Right. You, anything you say repeatedly, you start to believe and you actually yeah. you start to see the world that way. So you right. really have to be impeccable. Yeah. With your word, because you know the world's gonna always try to say you're not good enough, you're not worth it, but you have to be mindful. You have to repeat those things. I am good enough. I'm doing. I'm gonna have a great. Do you have a choice? You mm-hmm. see the day is a great day, or you see the rain as a. You see the rain as something that brings you down. I say, oh, we're watering the flowers. So when the pretty flowers show up, I'm gonna say, oh, I know why, because it rained every day. Right. That's an opportunity. You right. gotta see everything as an opportunity. I like uh, Eric, uh, the hip hop preacher. Yeah, Eric. Uh, I want to say Bishop. I don't think that's no, that's no, not that's it. Uh, it's Eric, though, right? Uh, something like that. Let's see. I don't really listen to him as much anymore because he's just a hype. To me, he's just a hype guy. Like mm-hmm. it took me following other people to get a, a direction with my getting hype. Yeah. Uh, God, what the fuck is his name? Eric Thomas. Eric Thomas. Yep. You know. Uh, Take advantage of the opportunity and the lifetime of that opportunity. Yep. This opportunity wasn't given to us. Mm-hmm. We just went out and got it. And we're still molding this opportunity into something. I swear to God. 
Okay, we getting off here, guys. We yeah. got two hours of strong well, content. Yeah, yeah, that was that, that was good, man. Yeah, it was custom. Man, it felt good. All right, guys. Got that monkey off your back. Yeah. Got that monkey. Monkey. And uh, guys, feel free to uh, email us at the Sulardians at Gmail. DM us on Instagram at the Sulardians. You can find Marcus Boston at Cognac underscore separate number one on Instagram and the Twitter. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Twitter. The Sulard, uh, Twitter is Sulardians. No, the. The Sulardians on Twitter. Cool. And you can find. My personal stuff at Cecil W. Adams on all the platforms. And uh, the we just dropped episode eight. Check that one out. Uh, check out uh, Cognac. Not the Cognac Corner. Just Cognac just Corner. Cognac. 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 Cognac Corner. Cognac Corner. Check out Marx's solo endeavors. He's uh, really killing the game, man. Really killing it. And then, uh, yeah, we uh, we 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 don't know what episode ten is going to be, but it's going to be something cool some fire. Yeah, really nice. I might we're like, I don't know. This this will be dope. I look forward to ten. I don't know what that's going to be. Right. It might be. It might be some next level. I don't know what it's going to be, but we're really going to pour our soul into number yeah, ten. Number ten. We'll make it good. really special. We may shoot some more and then just wait and then figure out number ten. But number ten is going to be. Yeah, might be like a nine point five or something like that, just to hold you off till we get to ten. <laughs> till we figure out what we want to do with ten. Yeah, we gonna make ten really dope. Yeah, so uh, ten is there's so many things that, that we can come up with for that, and uh, uh, I hope everyone, I hope everyone uh, definitely is enjoying what we're putting out for you guys. There's a lot of love going into this thing, and and you know we're just trying to show everyone love and and give love with no expectation, and uh, yeah. I just want you guys to know the Slardians love you guys and become part of the tribe. And we're here to help anybody wanting to do anything podcast wise or any just anything in general. Anything we can help you out with. If you just need help, if you need accountability, somebody to hold you accountable. If you need somebody to just talk to, and just need, we don't not record. Just come in and just kind of understand what we're talking about, maybe a little bit more. Or do you have questions? You can email us. You can mm-hmm. you can. DM, you can do whatever. We'll meet with you and we can talk and help you through whatever you're going through. So don't be afraid, my friends. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Fear the door is always open. Fear is not real. Not at all. All right, man. All right. Send it out. We out of here. As usual, love yourself, love each other. Be great. Until next week, we'll see you soon. Bye bye. Peace. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here?